everyone. Welcome back to the second episode of the Life with Leva podcast. Here with me today is Castian, aka Manly Bunny on Instagram. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Hello, I am, like they said, uh, Manly Bunny on Instagram. My name is Castian. I am a transgender artist who I guess is a little famous. <laughs> yeah, in my book, I think. <laughs> Um, so you are an incredibly skilled artist, but I think today we're going to talk a little bit more about your particular talent with makeup Aww, yeah. and, and all that fun stuff. So, um, how did your like Instagram account start out? Um, well, I actually started with a different account in middle school as every middle schooler does. Um, but then... I just kind of ditched that in high schools because I thought it wasn't cool anymore and then finally wanted to see what my friends were all doing. So I guess it started just as an average Joe kind of boring way. Um, and I started really before I came out and was really public about myself. So I still had my long hair. I was still using she, her pronouns. I was still using my dead name. Um, but then as I started becoming more comfortable with myself along with my friends, I decided, you know what, fuck it, might as well go all out online as well. Like this, I better be myself everywhere I can be. Right. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, did you think that it would like grow to be so large? <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. I, um, I, of course, like have had this since like freshman year of high school. And now I'm a sophomore in uh, college. And so I started with absolutely nothing I actually remember texting my friend when I got 20 followers being really excited about it <laughs> oh wow <laughs> and now I'm up to like 20,000 something um, yeah yeah so it, it started off like just a regular high schoolers Instagram and then I found out I was queer and started talking about it and started posting my art and all of a sudden it was gaining momentum oh really so it was kind of like I mean, it got bigger kind of as you got more, like, honest. Yeah, and as it became less of a, you know, stereotypical high schoolers, here's what we did at lunch today kind of thing. Um, right. And, like, not to say that there's anything wrong with that, but, like, I don't, I just, it became less uh, about my day-to-day -day life and more about, oh, my God, this is something that I need to talk about. Wait a second, I, I didn't know who I was, and now I can be out about this. Right. <clears throat> um, like, how do you think having so many followers or like being an Instagram influencer like affects your your mental state? Oh, it's definitely really, really weird because um, I still don't. I don't know. Sometimes I joke with my family like, you know, oh, don't talk to me. I'm famous. I can't take out the garbage because I'm famous, whatever. But of course, I still do. <laughs> right. Because um, like, that's my mom. You're not going to say no to your mom. Um <laughs> But, like, you know, when people recognize you, like, I was getting my hair bleached and someone came in and, like, had me sketch in their sketchbook while I was, like, the the lady was still applying the bleach. It was like, Whoa. oh, sorry, this is weird. Like, I felt I felt bad for the woman that I was doing um, this for them. But I don't know. She was really nice about it. She was just like, yeah, that was, that was kind of cool. Whatever. I don't really care. You can do whatever you want here. Um, so it's. It's hard when, like, people come after you for being trans because, like, I'm so open. Right. Um, 
but also it's so nice because I never had someone who was open uh, to like look up to and especially not someone who was a feminine trans man who did makeup to look up to. Um, so I just really kind of wanted to be the person I needed and that I still need, to be honest. Right. Um, so like, how do you deal with all of the negative people on there? Because I, I know there's bound to be a, a pretty big deal of them. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And especially like dealing with like yesterday's whole drama with um, the second YouTube video. Like there's there was this whole deal with Kevin Guerra or whatever. Yeah, I saw that. That was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I get this all the time. It's just normally from um, not such famous people, you know, like Kevin Guerra is like he's a, or Calvin. I think his name is I. I didn't particularly care to learn his name because he was so mean to me. Um, (laughs) But he's made uh, two YouTube videos about how I'm not actually a real man um, just because of how I wear uh, makeup. And he's also a trans man. And so I get a lot of... um, At first, it all started out with, you know, flashback from cis people being like, oh, you're not a real man. You know, transgender people aren't real. Um, But then I feel as I got more into the trans community and more recognized as a person in the trans community um, trans people started coming for me and people a lot of people don't know about this huge rift in the trans community specifically in the trans male community where they don't believe in non-binary genders I'm I'm binary but um, I also kind of present sort of androgynously and also they believe you have to like work to pass in order to be trans um, And so I've gotten a lot of hate, but how I deal with it is I have a huge support system. Like my family now supports me. My friends are wonderful. Um, And also like a lot of my followers, whenever I like talk about it, they're like, oh my gosh, thank you for being this visible person. And it just kind of, it reminds me why I do it. And it's because if I believe that if you can do something, you should. And if you Mm -hmm. see something that's like, wrong in the world or like something that's missing like I was missing a figure um be it make it so I did right it's just people being like hey thanks for this that really makes it a lot better also like sometimes I call my mom and she's like you're handsome and I'm like thanks (laughs) so uh it's that's really good that most of like your family and friends and stuff like supported you Oh, oh, yeah, it definitely took a while with my family just because, like, you know, I'm so feminine and we were all dealing with, like, the fact that I was a feminine man and it was very strange for them and, like, I was already dealing with it uh, poorly. Yeah. Um, So to have that on top of it was very confusing. But now, like, we've, like, talked through it, you know, we've learned together a lot more about gender and I'm really really proud of them and like really pleased that they've been just such wonderful parents because like a lot of my friends you know haven't had that yeah yeah my um in the my first episode um I talked with my younger brother who's actually trans and he came out a couple years ago and it was it was pretty difficult for my family at first but now it's like you know we we can't even remember the last time we called him by his his um birth name and all that stuff so i i really think having the support from your family especially is really important because i mean if you don't have support from your friends you can just kick them to the curb but it's like especially when you're underage like my little brother is um 
it's really hard to like live with people who don't support you you know oh yeah it was it was really hard when I was first coming out and trying to figure out how to deal with that my parents were like I don't know where this came from or what's going on it was a very big deal it was very hard yeah um did you have anybody that like walked out on you after you kind of came out um not really I mean most of my friends uh I came out before most of my friends but they all wound up being kind of queer in the end yeah Um, (laughs) but I don't know there were I was dating a guy at the time who was like cis straight and he wasn't really comfortable with calling himself bi or anything he didn't walk out on me he was just not comfortable with it and Mm -hmm. I like wasn't committed enough to really care it was just like you know like a three-month high school relationship where I was like you have nice hair let's let's go out Um, (laughs) right as you do in high school um and honestly I don't know of anyone of substance that really walked out on me like Hmm. like of course that's good first like it was really hard yeah but well like I had teachers of course but Ooh. that's that's different. Yeah. Um, so how do you think, like, your college experience with being transgender compares to your Instagram experience? Oh, geez. Um, I guess, well, especially since I go to an art school, um, basically everyone's queer. Like, I know one guy that's cis and straight. And that's oh, wow. Like, yeah, um... Like, I I knew him for, like, a month, and then he just kind of disappeared. I don't know if he dropped out or anything. Um, But everyone just, it's accepted. That's just who you are, you know? You just, it's it's so much, it's so much more accepted. And then online, you're kind of seen as so many more people who are young, like, teenagers who still live with their families, who are, you know, kind of put down because of their gender and sexuality or who can't come out they really look up to you and really in real life, I'm just going around and like, I'm using the bathroom. I'm talking to my teachers there. I'm correcting them with their, whenever they mess up or, you know, feeling normal when they don't mess up. Um, so mm-hmm. it's really just, I'm living the life that people want to, and that I really wanted to when I was in high school. So I guess it's not so much a difference between Instagram and reality. It's mainly a difference between like the kids that are looking up to me are looking up to me because I managed to become what they want. I got what they want. Um, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so why do you think it's important to quote, kind of like break the norm of gender roles? Oh, geez. I don't know if it's necessarily, important for any other reason than the fact that people do it already Mm -hmm. Um, and if you're not comfortable with the fact that people are already doing it then it becomes important to like okay uh (laughs) so people are already breaking gender norms and it's not necessarily important it's just who you are um I don't do it for any like big political reason I just wear makeup because I see it as an art form and I like to wake up every morning as an artist and do a warm up. It's like stretching before going on a long run. Um, Hmm, Yeah. And also, let's be real. I like being attractive. Um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like that's also a pretty big component. And even if I don't necessarily look 
traditionally masculine, I still feel attractive. And that's what's really important to me. Um, because I like, I like that. Like, who doesn't like looking and feeling good? Right. <laughs> so I don't necessarily know if breaking gender roles is important. I think it's important that we let people do it because they're going to do it anyway. Gender roles were completely made up by society. And there have been um, different genders, multiple genders besides just two in every single culture. And then the Victorian age really came in and, like, destroyed everything right um so like one thing that I've noticed just from following a whole bunch of people on Instagram and you know even some of the people I went to high school with still being friends with them I noticed that a lot of queer people use a mix of kind of feminine and masculine elements to express themselves like whether they're trans or they're just bisexual or even if they're like cis you know they'll they'll just kind of take all these different elements so like why do you think that queer people do that like do you think there's any one reason I don't think there's one reason but I do have an idea for a large component um and I think that's because we're very much ostracized by traditional society and let's be real traditional society has very strict gender roles where men do this and women do that and if you go outside of those gender roles they're going to kick you out from traditional society so might as well say screw it and not and try and not conform as a way to just show how angry you are Mm -hmm. Um, I know that's something that I like to do is when I'm pissed off or I don't want to go to work or something I do a bit too intensive eyeliner um and like I don't know demon eyebrows as one of the workers (laughs) told me Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I really feel like we're just kind of pushed out from traditional gender roles. And so try and make the most of it. Okay. Um, so I'm personally just kind of curious to know what your opinion is of people like James Charles, who are kind of, and even like people like Jeffree Star too, who are kind of like super big uh, makeup influencers. Well, let's be real. Jeffree Star is racist, so uh, I think he's um, not a great, great person, but I don't actually know much of anything about James Charles. Um, I don't follow too many, like, really large makeup influencers, um, just because I personally connect more with trans makeup influencers like uh goth fruits rin um he's a non-binary guy um he's great and does incredible makeup i love and adore and look up to him um i've totally forgotten what the question was i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) just uh what your opinion was on on major makeup influencers but yeah i mean um i totally get that you know it's like it's hard to explain like why would you want to focus on like these big uh bought out people when you could focus more on like indie brands and and you know people who are uh just as talented if not more talented you know also like they represent me more you know I want to see exactly yeah makeup not like not another glorified cis man um who who's glorified because he does makeup and is like ooh, ooh breaking gender roles 
um, when I'm put down for it, you know? Right. Yeah. It's, it's tiring. Yeah. Um, so how does your identity reflect in your artwork? Oh, geez. Um, I do a lot of uh, work for classes revolving around my identity just because, you know, they ask that you make these really deep and personal things like um, for I actually got one of my pieces got pretty far in a competition to win a full ride here. I got to the second to last position. Oh, wow. Yeah. At my school, which is the School of the Art Institute of Chicago, for those who don't know. Um, But I, I made this piece because I was supposed to start uh, my working on transitioning in February of this year, but I was unable to due to like other circumstances and it threw me into this really horrible, like just one of the worst depressive episodes I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, and I came to class and they were like, can you, can you do anything? Like, are you okay? And I was like, all I can do is cut things up so they just handed me like this book they had in the back room and I just started like taking all the pro all the male pronouns out um the male uh classical male figures because it was like the anatomy it was an anatomy book and like I started making this project called the ideal male figure where I went through um like traditional art textbooks written by cis men that focused on cis male artists Mm -hmm. like you know, Da Vinci, uh, Vincent Van Gogh, uh, Francis Bacon, um, and like all across eras and styles and things. Um, And I just kind of cut out all the pronouns, cut out all of the portraits of the traditional ideal male body that were like lined out in these. And I made this huge installation of all these pronouns and books and photos and mirrors. And so that was one of my like, I guess, defining pieces that I've made. And so it shows up in more my more like high art for school. But in my sketchbook, I definitely just like to draw pretty girls and rabbits. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're, we're definitely going to be talking about uh, your rabbits in, in just <laughs> yeah. a second. <laughs> um, so like, do you think that there's kind of a direct link to queer people and having that creative spark or or that like creative personality um gosh it's it's difficult because I lean both ways I mean bisexual but um I feel like you can and you also don't have to be but I feel like you're pushed again to show your emotions in a different way from cis straight people because you have so much more you need to express but are so often kept from doing so. Like you're not allowed to express your love, your gender. Um, and that generally is easy to come out in art. Mm-hmm. But some people, you don't necessarily have to. I feel like there is a definitive link and it makes sense to me. But you don't have to. Right. Like I don't, people shouldn't feel forced to, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. You shouldn't feel forced to. Okay. Um, Okay. So at this point in time, what is your relationship with your body? Like you were just talking about how back in February you were going to start transitioning, but you weren't able to. So. Okay. So my 
so there's like so many different types of dysphoria. There's more than just body dysphoria. I unfortunately have body dysphoria, but it's only centered in my chest. I don't like having breasts. I'm I don't need bottom surgery. Um, I don't even particularly need uh, testosterone right at this moment. Um, I've actually been to gender therapy trying to figure out what proportions of transitioning are solely for me and what is for society because there's this huge push um, for trans men to completely transition before they're even thought of as like really trans, uh, which I think is incredibly wrong and it it it's it's not what people need. You need things di- for different reasons. Right. So I found that testosterone, I only needed 5% for me. The rest, like 95% of it would be to like make other people happy and accept me. And like, that's unacceptable. No, I'm not going to do that for other people. Right. And, but I do need top surgery. I realized that that was entirely for me. Like, of course, 5% is definitely also for society because there's always that societal pressure but 95% of it is for me because it really bugs me it really annoys me um bottom surgery for me is not even like on the table um one because I don't uh have bottom dysphoria and two because 100% of uh female to male bottom surgeries have complications oh I did not know yeah there's yeah so like Honestly, if it really bugs you, just get a strap on. <laughs> That's good advice. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so why don't let's talk about your rabbits? <laughs> yeah, I, I really want to hear about them. So, like, tell me about about their names, their personalities, and all that fun stuff. Okay, so right now I have two twins. Um, they are rambunctious and naughty, and the loves of my life. Their names are Foxglove and Ginkgo, and Foxglove is one of the most poisonous flowers known to man. You can uh, die from ingesting it or even smelling it if the pollen, uh, if too much pollen gets in your nose and you're like super weak or whatever. Oh, wow. So she's like my little fighter girl. I love her. She's kind of evil, um, but it's okay because she's adorable. She loves destroying things and doing things she knows she shouldn't. And then Ginkgo, her brother, uh, Ginkgo is a beautiful tree, um, and he's just absolutely, like, such a handsome man. Um, So, of course, you know, you had to name him after something beautiful, but he's also very elegant in the way he moves. He has this, he's a lion, they're both lion heads, so they have really long fur and manes around their head but also skirts made out of like really long fur Mm -hmm. and his skirt just flows beautifully and actually my mother got them after so in um over winter break of last oh freshman year of college um my previous two rabbits passed away like within a month of each other and that was really really hard oh no but then I went back to college and my mother had uh, nothing and no one and she missed her son, her only baby. Um, and so she replaced me with these two newborn baby bunnies. Um, <laughs> she got them each a four-story cardboard castle with a working drawbridge and car seats. Oh my goodness. 
I've been officially replaced by them and that's okay. I, I love and appreciate them and they're fine siblings. Holy moly. That's, that's crazy. I don't even do that much for my dogs. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so do you think that rabbits are therapeutic to you in a way? Oh yeah. Um, definitely definitely want to get a new bunny for just to have and to hold in my college dorm right now because you know I live in a single it's kind of lonely um but also I love just having a little thing there that I can take care of um it also just depends on the personality of the rabbit like people are like you know how people think of cats as all kind of shady and don't really need you and dogs are all very needy but that's not the case right (laughs) rabbits don't have one set personality they're all very different like some of them are little bitches let's be honest I I've had I've had a few Um, (laughs) and then some of them are just the sweetest things that are just so cuddly and just like big puddles of love and affection oh um so like why do you think you connect with rabbits like why not cats or or dogs um it to be perfectly honest it's because i am allergic to everything i'm allergic to cats dogs horses parakeets so is my little brother (laughs) oh yeah yeah get get him a rabbit it works yeah we um when i was younger my mom actually had one or two yeah (laughs) so So she understands oh absolutely um even though she uh or my brother was actually pretty still pretty allergic to the rabbit believe it or not (laughs) that's just such a hard life oh my god I know uh he can't ever come over to to my house because as I said I have dogs (laughs) it sucks see I always want to like pat the dogs that I run by on the street and it's I just break out in hives and it's awful. Mm-hmm. So when I was nine and my parents were like, shit, we need to get this kid like a companion or something. Um, and so they took me to the pet store and actually how I met my first rabbit. It's a really cute fairy tale story. Um, they had the open top cages and the little plastic igloos. Um, so this little, little baby bunny who was like two months old, pushed the plastic igloo over to the side, popped on top of it. Um, put his little paws over the open uh, side of the cage and leapt out into my arms. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And so I had to bring him home. But like first my parents like held him in my face and was like, if you can breathe into his stomach for five minutes without wheezing, we can take him home. Oh, that's awesome. That is a fairy tale (laughs) story. Well, um, I think that's all the questions I have. Uh, everybody, be sure to go check out Manly Bunny on Instagram. He has some really awesome art and really good makeup looks that are inspiring, really. <laughs> oh, thank you. So, um, yeah, I think that's it. So I'll see you next time. <laughs>